Welcome to the fourth episode of While We Wait, where we share stories of hope, faith, and ministry during this time of waiting. Our first conversation today is with Christine Tisa of Christ Church in Clayton. And our second conversation is with Barry Bryant of Church of St. Lawrence in Alexandria Bay. I hope you enjoy these conversations as much as I did and that you too will be fed and inspired by their sharing. Good morning, Tisa. Good morning. How are you this morning? I'm good. It was a wonderful, quiet Thanksgiving, but still very, very nice. Well, that's wonderful. Um, As you know, I'm calling this morning, we're having this conversation for our podcast called While We Wait. The purpose of the podcast is to to share with one another what our longings are. So has that been the case for you? Is there things that you have felt like you've been waiting for or longing for during 2020? I would say yes, but it's a double-edged sword for me because probably one of the things that I lack most in my life is waiting. I'm sort of an impulsive person, but this time has been beneficial for me to realize that I have to slow down and to really look more inward than always outward. Um, It was a time for me to realize, too, that Life is a practice. So even during this time of waiting, I tried to practice, wasn't always successful, some sort of form of equanimity, not only in my life, but also with the people around me, which, of course, was lessened during the pandemic. Um, I had the privilege, actually, to buddy up with one of my neighbors that has a young family with two boys and we made a vow that we would walk at a distance every day and that was basically my human contact that which was amazing because I I do as you know live alone so that was one of the things then that has helped you to feel um not just connected with other humans but also um centered it sounds like during this time totally centered yes and and that wasn't every day but it was something I did look forward to to see these two young young boys running around on their bikes and then I was walking with the mother and the husband too joined us all the time I think we only missed three times and I probably wouldn't have gone out in some of that weather But as I might mention to you, part of my life is also painting and that activity of painting, and that really also brought equanimity to me, Um, the ability to be active in painting during this time. I I, I, I imagine that there are several artists, perhaps, that have created some beautiful things during this time. Right, and I've been in contact with a lot of my friends that are painters down south in Costa Rica, in Italy especially, and also in Canada. So we really spoke quite a bit um, over the iPhone, things like that. Mm -hmm. 
<clears throat> is there a certain theme that you've been working on or just whatever comes to mind? Um, actually, the theme that I tried to do was work on a lot of old past drawings that I never really had the time to complete. Mm. And I took the spin-off of a little bit of what, what it is like, not, not feeling isolated, but being alone and you can still be alone, but still be present and not feel alone. Um, that was pretty much, you know, I did a couple of paintings that were dealing with spacing at my dinner table with a chair away and having dinner alone, but there still was peace found there. Hmm. Um, and I also, you know, teach yoga. So I tried quite a bit since actually March to teach online where I brought people from River Yoga, which is our local uh, <coughs> studio, and I would have them come into my gallery and we would do yoga and it was called the the art of yoga so that was exciting for me to align that with the mind body and soul and working in painting still with having paintings i would use for examples for the practice well that sounds wonderful um, yeah that was <clears throat> a lot of fun and i did get a lot of feedback from that no, I was just going to say the, the, the biggest thing, though, is that in March, the end of March, you know, I just returned home. I'm not used to spending winters here, so this will be my probably first January, February, March staying home. At least that's how it looks from now on. So I signed up for a course that finishes this month or December actually and it's called Yoga for Cancer Survivors and we I totally worked with the idea this course was so extensive that covered the physical and the emotional state of a cancer survivor and using yoga the science of yoga to work through the side effects due to the various treatments that cancer survivors go through, you know, chemo, hormone replacement, radiation. And it's just been a way to strengthen one's immune system and all the other, other, other systems found in the body by doing certain sequences and poses that are done in yoga. So that's been an incredible journey for me and a lot of work. A lot of um, biological studies that I guess I didn't have in my toolbox, but now I know. <laughs> <clears throat> so it sounds like a lot of what you have been doing during these last several months is really um, it, grounding is what comes to my mind. Um, you know, looking inward and, and picking up artwork um, that you've not finished in the past, but then doing this training to um, get more in touch with a, an aspect of, of yoga practice. Is that the right word, practice? <clears throat> well, and just to let people realize that yoga really is a science. I don't want to get up uh, hung up on the idea that a lot of people believe that yoga is a religion. It is not, and this methodology is so scientifically based. Um, and I 
guess I can name the course. It is called Yoga for Cancer. It is. Um, it was invented, I will say, over years and years of practice. Her name is Tari Prinster, and I admire the work that she's done, and I admire that I'm working with other mentors, and I hope to bring that into our town here in Clayton and along the river to work closely with cancer survivors, uh, being one myself. So mm -hmm. I you know it's not like it's this white elephant in the room, and I feel that I have the background now and the security and the confidence that I didn't have before this training. That's wonderful. I'm, I'm also hearing even almost a sense of wholeness, it sounds like, that you have discovered during this time. Yes, and you know, I'm laughing a little bit because I'll go back to the mandala, the mandala workshops that I've done. I feel like I've come around full circle mm -hmm. again, and our life is made of circles as long as they're not repeated circles from having, you know, repeated the same mistakes, but I think I've been able to turn that idea again of a circular movement, and I just had the best experience, you know, that I've taught arts for many years, I'm a retired public school teacher, and I've taught art to all ages, and I woke up one morning just deciding that I was going to address some numerous adults that wanted me to teach them classes. And I did label it equanimity in the activity of painting during these difficult times. And I had six students. We came with our masks on. They were totally spaced in my home. And we worked with the watercolor techniques and built some strategies that way with the different watercolor techniques. And the whole idea was to use those techniques in a very famous fairy tale. And don't we all need to keep our imaginations open, especially during this time? And it was over three weeks on a Thursday for three hours, so it was a total of nine hours. But the conversation, you could imagine, was incredible. Mm. even behind our masks, mm. bringing these uh, women from along the river together, and they all ended up with a cute and a beautiful little watercolor painting from the fairy tale, which I won't tell you. I'm not going to reveal the fairy tale we did. Okay. <laughs> but you know there are lessons behind every fairy tale about evil is always overcome by good. That's what we teach our children. And that there's always something in our lives that is a dark force and we want to bring it out and open. And, and in this fairy tale, it was the wicked stepmother. I'll give that part away. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, that is wonderful. I mean, I hear so much, um, uh, such a focus on wellness and service and it really sounds like all of those things have held you up um, and given you hope during this time. Um, it has, but I will tell you, I so much miss our ritual at church mm. and receiving the Eucharist. Um, I do miss that greatly. I've been on so many Zoom and webinars. This isn't an excuse, but I do privately speak with a very close friend of mine who 
is an Episcopalian nun, and she's given me more light than I've actually been able sometimes to give myself. Well, that's wonderful. That's yes. wonderful. And, and you're not alone in missing, um, missing our, our church liturgies and the Eucharist and, and even the sacred space. Um, there's many who have shared that, that longing, myself included. Um, I miss our stained glass windows too. <laughs> and kneeling. Well, we, and we have, um, well, for those who are listening and, and for you also, Tisa, we have a, a little Advent, um, surprise well, I guess it's not a surprise now because this podcast will be released during Advent, but we'll be, um, the lights will be on during the light up the town so that people can see the stained glass windows from the outside. So each, each evening throughout um, Advent, we'll have the lights on so that people will be able to share that beautiful artwork. Oh, that's so. beautiful. Yes, we have fantastic, gorgeous stained glass windows. Mm -hmm. Yes. So hopefully that will bring um, some hope to people during this time. So. Um, one other thing, because like you, uh, there's I'm not going to tell a story, but I do love stories. And I'm looking at this time, if we could remember that actually now, what we do now is perhaps going to be our or my new later. So now is really working on the now. The present moment will really create my new later. Hmm. And what a wonderful thing to think about with Advent. Absolutely. Absolutely. So say that one more time for, for those who might have needed another minute to set, let that sink in. Working on the now. Now is my new later okay now is my new later that's wonderful that's wonderful. Well, don't don't think i know it all <laughs> <clears throat> well i think you know a little tisa um actually probably more than a little maybe more like a lot but um it sounds like um you you have really shared a lot with us this morning so i really appreciate your your sharing and your wisdom and um, and all the things that you're doing for for the community it's all beautiful hopeful things so thank you well thank you um thank you for being so complimentary um on a little side joke i am going soon to watertown to pick up my new glasses which is sort of a symbol too to have some new windows to look through <laughs> yes, there is there is a symbol there, isn't there? There um, certainly is, and a little sense of humor. Although I I do have a sense of humor. <laughs> well, that's good. <laughs> that's good. Well, if you can see better now, then later turns into something different too, right? <laughs> totally, totally, totally. Um, well, Tisa, before we let you get off to that important task, let me just ask, is there any, do you have any prayer requests for those who are listening? Anything that we can pray for, for you, for your ministry in the community, or for other people? Do you have any specific prayer requests that we can hold in prayer for you? Um, I 
think the idea of our little community here, just praying for our, my neighbors, praying for the people across the street. I don't want to just keep it localized to Clayton, but along the river. You know, I think so much from Cape Vincent, Clayton, Fisher's Landing, all the way down to Alexandria Bay. It's a special part and a prayer that our bridge opens. Mm-hmm. Is that being too physical? <laughs> no, I don't think that's too physical. Um, and and I think that those are... I have such good friends in Canada, too. <laughs> <laughs> yes, well... We will certainly hold all those things in prayer for everyone. Um, and in the, in the meantime, thanks for all that you do, Tisa. Well, thank you for all that you do, which is much more than what I do. But I'll take the compliment. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Good afternoon, Barry. Hello, Lisa. How are you? Things are well. Um, I will say that being in Florida, we expect it always to be lovely and warm, but we've had a week of um, where people have covered up their plants because of freezing temperatures. <laughs> so it's been uh, a different winter early. I, I, You know, I've heard several people say that this week, so um, I, I feel badly for you that you've escaped to the warmer places that aren't so warm this year. <laughs> don't feel that bad. We don't even have to hardly wear a coat. Okay. <laughs> well, um, so Barry, thank you for um, having a conversation with me today. And as you know, we're, we're having these conversations about the things that we have been missing during this time that we've been waiting. So I'm wondering if you can share with us what that has been like for you. Are there things that you've been missing or longing for? Uh, yes, I think one of the things I have missed the most um, is traveling. Um, Marvin and I um, have made some fabulous trips in the last uh, 10, 15 years. And um, right before the pandemic came to pass. We returned home from uh, South Africa, and um, that has been it. No airplanes, no, um, well, we took some motorhome trips, but um, it's really not the same as going to different countries and learning about the people and, and doing that. So that's one of the things um, I've really, really missed. Um, the other thing I have really missed is... Um, Social things like, um, for instance, this summer I I really missed the opera house and um, uh, parties and gatherings and and seeing people and you know what have you been doing all winter and and like that. Um, but having said all that, I have found out a very interesting thing about myself at um, age seventy eight. Um, I have enjoyed. Um, doing lots of solitary things like reading word puzzles and picture puzzles and uh, lots of movies. And, and that has um, 
that has been very entertaining and uh, rewarding. And and you're just learning this about yourself now. Yes, because generally I'm very gregarious, outgoing, and uh, love being with people. But um, I, I yes, I, it's something that just um, happened, and uh, I, I have enjoyed my my solitary time. Well, you know, it's interesting that you say that because there have been others who have in different ways said that they have either discovered something new about themselves or something new about their relationship with God that they didn't know um, existed. So I guess that's maybe proof in the pudding that, um, that God comes to us all the time in some way, shape or form, right? Yes. And in so many different ways, um, uh, having to do with God, I really miss, miss, miss uh, having um, communion in person. Um, I tried it here. One of our churches um, here in Gainesville did uh, open, and they took all kinds of precautions and um, had the little wine cups in a holder, and, um, you know, you had to follow certain requirements and restrictions and whatnot but it really wasn't the same and um i i think that's probably one of the things that, that i love about uh our church is um the ability to have uh communion and have it give given by people that we know care about Mhm, mm mhm. yes i miss that myself too um and I have come to gain a new love, I suppose, for the prayers in the spiritual communion um, in a way that I had never appreciated before. But um, I still really miss communion as well. And um, one of the things that I have I didn't ever know about until we did our services every Sunday, but... Um, a very nice thing about the Zoom service is that we get to, we from St. Lawrence, who don't ever see the people from Kate Vincent or Clayton, we get to chat and see them and, and um, be with them, so to speak, which has been um, really nice because um, I think the three churches tend to be uh, very separate when, uh, when we're back and in, in having in-person services. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it seems everyone travels kind of in their own little circles, and there isn't always a lot of overlap. Yeah. Yeah. So, and and um, I, I've heard a lot of, I've heard several people say that they have enjoyed learning about each other as well. So, mm -hmm. yeah. God's still weaving the tapestry of communion or community, despite um, despite all of the the challenges. Yes, yeah. and I um, I have found that uh, quite rewarding. Um, the numbers with this virus have gone up now, so I I no longer go to the um, church services in person and. Um, even though I was going to the early service and there was no more than a dozen people there, but still and all, I, um, I missed, missed the group from 
um, the River Parishes, so I'm glad to be back on. Even though I don't stay and chat at the coffee hour. <laughs> well, it, it, I, don't know why. I, I think it's just hard. It's hard to know on Zoom, like some of our social cues are delayed. So it's hard to know when you're about to speak over top of someone because yeah. there's that little bit of a delay. And so it does make that kind of a conversation challenging. <laughs> yes. So, so aside from the new things that you have discovered about yourself um, with the, the solitary things, um, and, and maybe those are the things, but I'm wondering if you have discovered new ways to um, find hope or to be joyful or if something in the, the books that you've read or if something really spoke to you in a way that, that brought you a lot of hope and joy that you would be willing to share with others. Oh, golly, let's see. Um, I read a variety of different things, um, you know, history, romance, uh, mystery, um, so, um, I, I will confide in you though, that one of the things that, um, I also learned about myself is that, oh gee, I said, this is a perfect time. I could learn language, or learn how to play an instrument, um, all these things that, you know, you thought you might do and none of it has <laughs> happened or been an instrument to me. So that's been sort of a disappointment. <laughs> Well, I think, you know, it, it, there's a blessing in being able to learn something about solitary time. But, but that is funny how, um, you know, we think that we want to do something and then we start to do it and we're like, yeah, not so much. This is yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it, it's, it's strange when I say these things that I'm learning about myself, but it's so true. I just... I surprised myself in more ways than one the last few months. Well, and how about Marvin? How's he doing? Is is he discovering new kinds of things about himself too, or or? Yes, he's very creative, and he's got hobbies that he can't finish before he starts another one. He um, he's wonderful about that. He's made us a patio in the back. Uh, we have a Christmas light display that. Um, is to behold mm. and um he he's amazing the things that he can make he made an entire christmas tree out of pine cones and it sits in the yard with little twinkly lights and um wow he, yeah he started woodworking he, he's the kind of person that i was going to be a during the pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> well, it sounds like you still complement each other well in the end anyway, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm here to uh, love everything he's doing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. Um, so I'm just kind of curious um, if there's any specific prayer requests that you might have, Barry, anything that um, we can hold in prayer for either you or Marvin or someone else in your family or your community? Yes, this is um, personal, but um, 
I certainly had time. I always have to laugh, Lisa, when I was younger and said, oh, these old people, all they talk about is going to the doctors and whatnot. So lo and behold, here I am at my age. I had a routine mammogram, and they found three little tumors. And um, so in the next three or four weeks, I've had all the biopsies and all that. I'll probably have um, just a lumpectomy um, on each side. And... Uh, Prayers would absolutely be welcome, even though they're tiny, and I don't think it'll be any problem at all. Just the, when they say the word cancer, it freaks you out. So, yes, I would love to have a prayer or two. You will most definitely have our prayers, Barry. Um, prayers for strength and for healing and for um, just some comforted peace from the anxiety that does come along with hearing those words. Yeah. Um, oh, thank you. You you are very welcome, and I'm sure that others who are listening will also um, hold you in prayer for those things as well. Well, and I got the Christmas tree up, and so that was um, a nice thing. It really uh, put me in the mood. I wasn't really that keen on the whole Christmas deal, so. But yes, the lights and all at night, um, I'm, I'm back in the Christmas mood, so that makes me happy. Well, that's good. That's very good. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Well, Barry, thank you very much for um, sharing with us today, and um, I will definitely be holding you in my prayers, and I really appreciate everything that you shared very much. Appreciate you. Thank you very much, Lisa. Okay. Have a great day. Okay. Many thanks to Tisa and Barry for their sharings with us today. I hope that you found some hope and some inspiration, maybe even some peace. I look forward to connecting with you again next time. And until then, God be with you while we wait. Thank you.